1: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous, or as the FBI calls us, domestic extremists. Uh, we see every day the need for people to uh, step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office, which only begin with voting and making an informed vote, but go much broader into influencing other people and establishing relationships with your elected representatives, which, if you make some effort, really isn't that hard. You can, you can get to know them, you can get to know their staffs, you can weigh in at your local city council and school board meetings. There are lots of ways to go beyond just voting. And as we see the country crumbling underneath our feet, deliberately, um, there is that need to step up. Uh, someone who does, who has stepped up and has actually has the privilege—I wish I had that—of doing this work full time for a living is Jennifer Van Laar. We've had her on the show before, and she is the managing editor of Red State, which is owned by Salem, owns this station as well. Um, and if you're not, if RedState.com is not part of your regular news, it should be. Uh, welcome to the show, Jennifer.
2: Thank you. Thank you for asking me back. I'm so glad to be here.
1: Oh, please do. Um, so uh, we thought we might have a California primary of some significance, but um after Iowa, and we'll see what happens in New Hampshire uh, next next Tuesday, I don't, you know, it may, it may all be over by March 5th.
2: Yeah, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how early voting plays into a lot of this, because as you know, we get our ballots around February 5th. I think they're mailed, so we'll get them in the next day or two after that. So a lot of people will be making their decisions when it might or might not be so clear. I mean, obviously, Trump is the person to beat after Iowa, which we all knew that's how it was going to shake out. Uh, But then we have New Hampshire and South Carolina coming up within that time frame and Nevada before we even get to Super Tuesday. But I agree, I think it's going to be wrapped up on Super Tuesday, um, or at least where Trump has an insurmountable lead. But like you, I'm very involved with local elections, and I just want to make sure that everyone, even if. The presidential seems to be wrapped up. That we all are still making a plan to vote because every other office from uh U.S. Senate on down is top two in California. And if we don't get out, we could end up in a lot of races having Democrat versus Democrat. And that would be a terrible, terrible thing.
1: Yes. Now, of course, in statewide offices, I'm not sure that it really matters uh, because the Republicans have not been competitive in California in a statewide office since I think Schwarzenegger was elected in 6, 2006. Says- yeah,
2: well, the, late, the latest poll shows Garvey in second place, which I know there's a lot of debate about how Republican Garvey is, but just going on straight labels, uh, you know, he was at 13%. He was right under Schiff. And, uh, you know, if we ended up with uh, at least having a Republican in the general that for that race, that would be... Uh, Just incredible, uh, especially, like you said, noting where we where we've been in statewide races. But there's a lot of state Senate, state assembly, even congressional races that could end up with having two Democrats in them. Should Republicans stay home and your some of your races in your counties, like a lot of county supervisor races or uh, various sheriff type things. If they don't if they get more than 50 percent in the primary, there isn't a general. So yes. we definitely need to make sure that we show up for that because those people in the school board, that kind of thing, they they have a lot of say over what happens in our lives.
1: Yes, that's absolutely true. About but before we come, I want to come back to that to the to the to the Senate race. Uh, but just looking at the uh, latest polls in New Hampshire, and it's interesting is that a couple of them out that Trump is one leading. He's leading Haley by sixteen percent. Uh, another one was similar. He's leading her by fourteen percent. But interestingly, I guess in New Hampshire, that independents and Democrats can cross over. So while Trump is he's leading by sixteen in this one poll over Haley, DeSantis is down at five percent. Wow! Um, that uh, among that among Republicans, Donald Trump is leading by thirty-seven percent. And the other poll, he's leading by. Forty percent, just among Republicans. Um, Hey, interesting interesting dynamic is you got Haley who will say anything, and notwithstanding the fact that there is video saying the exact opposite, Haley could have a debate with Mickey Haley. (laughs) She's on both both sides. She's on both sides of almost every issue,
2: and it would be unwatchable. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not
1: a Nicki Haley fan at all. Yeah, right, uh, but but DeSantis. Now, what's your take on? I mean, this is interesting. Is is he has ju- he has just run this lackluster campaign that has gone nowhere, and now he's his latest two polls in New, in New Hampshire. He is uh, he's just collapsed, and for a, for a Republican, he's got a pretty good record in Florida.
2: Agree. And I think part of it is New Hampshire. You have someone like Kristen Nunu there who's just, you know, lapping up every bit of attention from Nikki Haley. And a lot of the Republicans there are not extremely, what we nationally would consider pretty Republican. Like they're pretty weak. (laughs) They seem like they capitulate a lot to the Democrat point of view. But I agree with you with with, uh, DeSantis. I feel like once, and Nikki Haley had this problem too, that once they started listening to consultants, you could tell a huge difference in their speeches and the things that they were saying. And DeSantis, it seems like couldn't quite reconcile the person his consultants wanted him to be versus who he was as governor. And then that just comes across as untrustworthy. And uh, like the person doesn't has no conviction. Does that make sense? Like when he, now it doesn't, he doesn't seem like the same person.
1: Why well, I, I- I think that's exactly spot on, and that's exactly my analysis. Is that he got these establishment consultants who are t- telling him what to say, and you first saw this is when early twenty, I was early twenty three, when with the first Trump indictment, and he gave some kind of bland statement about it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, you you know, that's what the, the the establishment consultants wrote for him instead of coming out and condemning this gross miscarriage of justice and politicizing of and weaponizing of the uh, legal system against the Democrats' leading opponent. So if he had said that, he'd be in much better shape. But but, but right from so oh, yeah. he was he, he gave that um, establishment consultant answer.
2: Exactly. and And they don't. Those establishment consultants, it seems like they wanted him to not have anything positive at all to say about Trump because that's your opponent. And, but in this case, you have to take into account two big things, uh, or actually maybe three. One is the popularity of Trump among the base, which has never waned. Two is all of the election irregularities in 2020 that whether you, whether people are still a fan of Trump or not, they're still ticked about that. And the third is just the gross misjustice of this. We have never seen anything like this within public life, within a presidential candidate. And you have to come out strong about it, no matter your personal feelings or whether you're running against this person. You can nuance that. You can you can say, I think I would do better in the White House than this person right now. But you don't even say that at that time. At that time, everything is about slamming the Biden DOJ and slamming the political prosecution.
1: Absolutely, and. When we started 2023, I was open to the possibility, well, you know, maybe DeSantis is the better guy to carry us forward here. And I watched and we saw exactly the problems that we just discussed. Uh, DeSantis has vouched on more than one occasion for the integrity of the 2020 election and that um, uh, Brandon was legitimately elected, despite, I think, over, not just a mountain of evidence, but a veritable Himalayan mountain range of evidence that the 2020 election was crooked. And he go, no, and he, and he, he, you know, he just ran this lackluster campaign that I just don't think was up to winning a national election. So. Um, that's unfortunate for him, but and he's still a young guy. We may we may see we may see more of him back in in uh, in in twenty in twenty twenty eight, and hopefully he'll go back and be a do a good job as governor of Florida to set that stage.
2: Yeah, and I think that regarding twenty twenty, it would have been easy for him to say, "Look, we know that there's fraud in elections. There have been people on both sides of the aisle that have been." accused of and convicted of various fraudulent things. Uh So the point is, at this point, Joe Biden is in the White House and we need to get him out. So that way, he's not saying that the election is fully legitimate. He's acknowledging and saying, yeah, there there was fraud. But the bottom line is we have someone in the White House who's destroying the economy and persecuting political enemies and doing all kinds of terrible things. And he needs to be gone. That's where we are now. And that can shut that down. And I think before he even decided to run and maybe there were these conversations and maybe those same consultants who just wanted to make a buck gave Ron DeSantis bad advice. But I think that there should have been conversations between DeSantis and Trump before DeSantis ever before Trump decided to run again. And before DeSantis said like, Hey, look, people are wanting me to run. Like if DeSantis went to Trump and said, they want me to run, but I want to respect what you want to do. How can we work together to make sure we get Joe Biden out of the White House, I could see consultants who want to make a buck telling Desantis, "No, don't even don't have those conversations with him, even if it's better for the country." Because I think it would definitely be better for the Republican Party right now if we didn't have the chaos that we're seeing between Trump supporters and Desantis supporters.
1: I do, I, I do, I do see that on, on social media, although that, that's not necessarily indicative of the larger reality. What right. dissent should have done, if he wanted to win, and leaving aside having to appeal to dissent, to establishment donors, is he should have run as Donald Trump was one of our greatest presidents, did amazing things, especially given the level of opposition against him by swamp Republicans, the Democrat Party, the media, the deep state. But mm-hmm. I am, I am, he doesn't know it yet. Maybe his supporters don't know it yet, but I am the best person to carry the MAGA. America first movement forward. And here's why. Look at my record. Uh, I don't have as, you know, uh, wrong as it is. I don't have the legal baggage that, that Donald Trump does that Brandon will probably not be the Democrat nominee. He'll probably choose somebody younger and I would face off better against that person. You make the argument, but you're making it as, as I'm going to carry on the Donald Trump MAGA America first movement. Mm-hmm. But he, he never did that. I don't think I have never heard the words America first pass. DeSantis' lips
2: I don't think I have either. I could be wrong, but I just thinking of it, I don't think I have either and and I think that he didn't ever seem to be asking or telling people, look, I know you supported Trump in the past. I know you're angry about the 2020 election. I know you're angry about all of this. Here I want to have a chance to earn your vote to earn your support. I think that that humility among uh, candidates goes a long way with supporters.
1: Oh, I, th- oh, I think so. And it, it says I'm gonna I'm going to give you what Donald Trump was giving you, but I'll just, I, but I can do it better. Right. Okay, but he yep. didn't do that, and uh, I think, and we, and we are where we are. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United
3: American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United America Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM 590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget. Not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo.
0: Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer.
1: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, Very pleased to have on the show this week Jennifer Van Laar, who is the managing editor and a reporter and writer with RedState.com, and that's a great source of information. If that is not already part of your regular news sources, it should be because uh, and you have to you have to go find it because the search engines uh, downplay it. And if you search RedState, they'll they'll give you articles about they'll give you articles about why RedState's a bad place. But not actual red state articles.
2: Mm, gotta love it.
1: Yes. We have a, we, we have an election coming up and, uh, it, it may be all over of, of, for the presidential, but there's other important races. As Jennifer pointed out, that there may be races in which if we don't get out, if our side does not turn out, there may be two Democrats running in November. And there's also a proposition on the ballot. Normally they're in November, but there's a proposition one on the March ballot. And this would issue $6.3 billion in bonds for the homeless industrial complex. And uh, that supposedly would build 11,500 mental health beds, quote unquote, which is basically like the hotel room. And if you're doing your math, that is $554,782 per bed. Someone's making a lot of money there. And the residents don't have to give up drugs or accept mental health services to stay there. So they can, so your mentally ill drug users can now continue in that lifestyle without at taxpayer expense. So we talked in the first half about voting and being an informed vote. Well, here's a good example. Is, uh, is, will we p- people vote for, oh, homelessness? Yeah, we want to do something about that. Well, sure. Let's give the government, have the government spend another $6.38 billion. I'm sure that's going to make things better. Or will you look behind it and make a more informed vote that uh, throwing more money at the homeless industrial complex isn't going to help things?
2: It's not going to help anything. I'm definitely voting against that.
1: Yes, um, and let, you know, although I, how do you, how do you get to be providing the, providing the, uh, the, the the beds at five hundred fifty four thousand dollars a bed that's I want that job
2: yeah and what what's your kickback on it? What do you get when you provide those beds yes, it, It's absolutely. just insane the amount of money and grift that is involved there
1: yes. uh, you know there, there, is a, there is a, there's a level of, of corruption. In American society and politics, which just illustrates that maybe it was always there, but at a lower level. But it's now it's blatant. They don't even really bother to to hide it. And um, so far, people are accepting it. We shall see. We'll we'll proposition. What will happen with proposition one? I will be most interested to see.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling that. I mean, a lot's going to depend on turnout, and the Democrats don't really have a big race, as big of a race on the ballot as we do, so let's hope that they just stay home.
1: Yes. I want to come back to that. We mentioned the Senate race, and you know, maybe Garvey. Garvey uh, looks, looks like he has the best chance of any Republican of getting into the second round in November. Probably really a conserv- He's not the most conservative guy. He's the establishment choice. He may have some money behind him. Um, and, you know, Any Republican is better than a Democrat. The Republicans need to be weak and cowardly, but they're not trying to wreck the country like the Democrats.
2: And especially with Adam Schiff being the top in the polling right now, I mean, Steve Garvey will absolutely be better than Adam Schiff in the Senate. The last thing that I want to do is have that man on six-year terms before he has to run for re-election. reelection. And this would just be he, he we know he was interacting with Twitter to to push some of the censorship. Some of his aides were the ones that were interacting with Twitter to get parents in LA County to where they couldn't post things about Barbara Ferrer, the Department of Public Health. So we know that Schiff lied about Russia. We know that he taken he took his position on the Intelligence Committee to lie, not just. Lie of omission, but actually blatantly lie about what was happening, and American people took that as authoritative because this is a member of Congress who's on the who's the chair of this committee. Why would he lie to us? Well, <laughs> we know we don't know why. We know he's corrupt, but we can't have that man in in the Senate. It, yeah, I will take Steve Harvey over him any day.
1: I'm going to I'm going to I'm going I'm to advance a radical a radical proposition in the sense of. Contrary to the um, prevailing the quote prevailing wisdom unquote, if Garvey would dump his establishment consultants, he needs some money for this, and he's running against Schiff, who is a weasel, looks like a weasel, acts like a weasel, talks like a weasel. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a Democrat, and they and they may like him for his his support against Trump, but if, if you pick, if you if Garvey picked his issues, number one. The open border. This is not just Brandon. This is the entire Democrat Party is in favor of an open border and in favor of the orchestrated invasion of America. Pick that issue. You should, that is your number one issue. And there's your choice. Schiff mm-hmm. is for it. I'm against it. Number two issue is the transgender Is the Democrat Party and Adam Schiff want to have children chemically and surgically castrated, mutilated, and sterilized. Children who can't get a tattoo, but they want, but if they want to cut off their private parts, sure, go ahead. And that's what Adam Schiff stands for. And I think his third main issue is SB 770. Now, every election, at some point, the Democrats trot out, the Republicans want to cut or abolish Social Security and Medicare. In this case, the Democrats really do want to take your Medicare. They passed a bill, and under this bill, they're going to apply to the federal government for permission to take your Medicare and put you into a state-run Medicaid program. So, if you, if you, if I get to the, Schiff is for this. If I get to the Senate, I will be, I will do everything in my power to ki- protect your Medicare that you paid for through your life and you earned. And the Democrats, by their own law, want to take away from you. Three issues on which I think you will, on uh, uh, three issues on which you will have a majority of Californians supporting you. And all you need, you need your base 40% Republican in a statewide election and net of vote fraud. You need 10.1% of the rest of the vote. I'm not saying, I you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but. And Garvey is Garvey is what looks like your, your, your kindly old grandpa, not dangerous, mm-hmm. not threatening. Don't get them. Don't don't get tied up in the abortion stuff. Pick your issues. And I think, and I would add, maybe add one more is that. The Democrat Party policy is engineered scarcity and control. Our My policy is freedom and abundance.
2: Also I like that. I, I hope that he can get those issues even with the consultants that he has currently. A lot's going to be seen when they have that debate on the 22nd, uh, whether he can not take the bait of, Schiff and the others, and not go down some of their rabbit holes that I'm sure they'll try to get him tripped up on things like abortion, or uh, they'll probably even bring up issues that with his ex wife or things like that. So, or yeah, <laughs> so we'll see how he handles that, and hopefully he handles it well because then we know that there's hope going into the general should he uh, get past March 5th.
1: Yeah, I would, I would, I would say, I, I, you have your record. I'm pro-life, especially. I'm especially opposed to late-term abortions. But the California voters have spoken, and as a, as your senator, I will oppose any federal legislation that would restrict abortion in California.
2: Yeah. Next, because that that gives a states' rights uh, mm-hmm. flavor to it, which is exactly how it should be.
1: Yes. Um, to remaining time, uh, you were working on, and you notice how things there's there's an issue comes up, and then. There's, there's some other shiny object, some other shiny object, and important things get lost, and you've got only about a minute left. But there's that Chinese bio mm-hmm. lab, bio mm-hmm. weapons lab. They got right. the government knew about it. They let it. They didn't shut it down. Um, anything further? You were looking into that. Anything further on that?
2: Well, there's definitely uh, we've learned a lot. The man got arrested. He's in federal, going through federal trial right now. There's been some congressional hearings on it showing the malfeasance on the federal level that uh, the people in Reedley couldn't get even the state people to reply until they got their congressman involved. So there's there actually still investigation going on there, which is a hopeful thing.
1: Yeah, hopefully. And, you know, this was kind of discovered by just accident. Some building inspector or a local, local inspector for something just happened to run across it. How many other? Chinese bio labs are there around the country, and obviously we don't know the answer to that question. But I'll bet this wasn't the only one.
2: Agree, and I will keep looking into it, and I'll come back to you with anything more.
1: All right, uh, you know we, we could carry on this conversation all day, but I know you you, you're day, you have a day job. Um, I'm just a, I'm just a volunteer radio host, but you have a day job, and I know you got to run. Thanks so much for being on the show, and look forward to your next visit.
0: AM five ninety, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE
1: Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Red Listy Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And if you want... Um, America to stay great, free and prosperous, then we collectively need to fulfill the obligations of that most important political office because things are going downhill and going downhill fast in ways that you would just, that we would have been unimaginable even five years ago. Uh, just for example, one example, the the wide open border and the unlimited immigration from the, from the third world that's pouring into the country. Yeah, illegal immigration's been a problem for some time, but not like this. We got eight to ten million new illegals, uh plus whatever the number of getaways are. They're so bad that even sanctuary cities are complaining about illegal immigration. And of course it's deliberate that uh the Democrats understand that when Reagan said that a nation without borders is not a nation. Reagan Said that because he said, well, yes, we should have borders that are enforced. The Democrats take it the opposite way. No, if we get rid of borders, we can get rid of, we can wreck the country. And we see that's what's going on. Um, another avenue of trying to wreck the country is to divide Americans on racial and ethnic lines. And after making tremendous progress from really 1950s, the 60s of ending Democrat-imposed racial segregation that we culminated in, really, the Martin Luther King's famous I-have-a-dream speech, that I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And where we are today is just the exact opposite, is that the official policy of the government of big corporations, of the media, of the government-run schools, of the universities, is that people should be judged and treated based on the color of their skin. And in a multi-ethnic society, multi-racial society, that's not going to work. So that's our first point here, and to help sort through this is... Welcome back to the show is Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn. And uh, he got that moniker when he was growing up in the south side of Chicago, where he was uh, virtually one of the very few, if any, Republicans in that area. And uh, as he said, his friend said, you're as rare as a unicorn. Although I guess we at least in Kenny's case, we actually have one. But we don't really have one in terms of a, of a unicorn. Uh, it's kind of like a Republican with courage. Same principle. You know, they're like a unicorn, like a mythical creature that maybe it's out there someplace, but we don't. So before we go down to that path, uh, welcome to the show, Kenny. And, um, there was just Martin Luther King's birthday was, uh, celebrated that the holiday was, uh, this past Monday. And he's certainly, um, uh, been politically beatified.
4: Oh, man. Thank you for having me on again, you know, Greg. I love coming on your show. Hi, everybody. Skin White, Southside Unicorn, and yes, Martin Luther King's birthday this year. Just sort of like, you know, the 4th of July. I heard people remark that it was a different kind of 4th of July this year because of so many things going on, just like Christmas. People were saying that this Christmas just felt different. And now we roll around to the memorial of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and this one felt different too. Yeah, things are things
1: are. You're right. Things are not right. Things we, we see what's happening in the country, and nothing's. It, it's it's like giant psyop operation. It is yeah. Is is that you're getting hit one way, then something else happens, then something else happens, and. Then something else happens and Things that you just, as, we, as I mentioned, that you just never thought were, you, you, you could see are are routinely happening and in becoming the new normal.
4: Um,
1: so well, let's not hope not. I mean, if, it, if this
4: is going to be the new normal, I, I want my uh, lioness blanket and put my thumb in my mouth.
1: <laughs> well, we can't do that. Um, we can't, um, we can't give up. Um, yeah, even with, because one is we just have an obligation to, even if we ultimately lose the country. Yeah. Okay. We have we have an obligation to fight to all the people who preceded us, all of our ancestors who fought for this country, who built this country. Is we owe it to them, and we owe it to our children and grandchildren to do everything in our power to pass on that country. And also, the other reason is, as and it can can seem hopeless. The enemy has such advantages. They control all the institutions, and because they control the media, it seems like everything is on their side. Maybe it's really not, but history is full of examples where you thought one side was just so much stronger than the other, and that one that, that for side they were going to win, but it doesn't happen. And especially, you know, if, if you're if you're a believing Christian, uh, the, with 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 the Lord's help, anything can happen.
4: Amen. I and can even, do all. And things even if you're things not, things strengthens me.
1: Even if you're not, there are plenty of examples in history where that the underdog won.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, when you, when you bring it up the way you did, Greg, you're right, because even the, the Germans couldn't understand how we beat them based on their scientific edge, based on their drive and and the entire war. Technically, we should have lost that war, but everyone comes back to this one understanding, but for the grace of God. God has had His hand on this nation all the while, even when she was in not such good shape, even when she wasn't doing exactly right. You can see the hand of God on the nation of America, and let us pray that that hand remains with us.
1: Well, it's kind of it's kind of up to us. And this is, we're going off a little bit different direction than I, that I wanted. Is our pastor at at the Ark Church, Kevin LaConne, he talks about this. Is that Israel was founded on a covenant with God. And so America is the other nation that was based on a covenant with God. Amen. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their Creator. Amen. With certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness.
4: And and let me just put this in here real quick, Greg. You'll have a lot of people who will say, oh, well, when America was founded in the Constitution, there were slaves and this and that, and, you know, they were wicked people. And we have to remember that as we, you know, speak on our faith, sometimes we're required to speak things as though they were, even though they're not. Isn't it ironic that this nation was founded on the principle that all men are created equal? It took a little while for it to get there, but this nation spoke on things that were not at the time as though they were. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, when, when Obama took office, polls of both white and black Americans showed majorities believed that race relations were getting better. By the time Obama left office, the polls showed just the opposite. Majorities thought things were getting worse, and that was intentional. Is that mm-hmm. we, could we, we abandon I I first thought it was a mistake is that when the so-called civil rights movement abandoned the idea that the color of someone's skin should not matter to say that, yes, it should matter and that we should judge and treat people based on that. I thought that was unwise and a mistake. But I now see it as deliberate and intentional as part of their effort to wreck the country. Because, Because people, human beings are naturally tribal. Now the, the concept of who the tribe is can be flexible. But when you when you divide it on race, something that you can do nothing about, you're born with that you're you are born with that color of skin,
4: and that's what you got. That that division is
1: fatal to a multi ethnic, multiracial society. It's Rwanda. And that's why, it, it, that's because, why it, it becomes
4: Rwanda. Exactly. Yeah, but but that's why that's why the very concept of equality, inclusion, they're being bastardized. They're being morphed, They're being hijacked by a very wicked leviathan. Uh, it has even found its way into the memory of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I know we don't have a lot of time, and I, I don't want to you know change the the, the direction you want to go in, but we have to remember this. Our enemy is watching us. Khrushchev said it himself that our children would bury us. Well, how do we think that they would be able to do that? How do we think that that was going to happen? Because they were going to take over their minds and their hearts. That's how. And by changing the exact, the very story of American history, which they're doing, they're rewriting history. They are, but,
1: with, but, the, but the vast majority of Americans, I believe, are fair decent think decent people who really don't care about the color of your skin now they're trying they're trying to make everybody think that way and when you see um, and and you see right now i mean in, the, in among the corporations the government the schools media it's just open blatant anti-white racism Oh, big time! And, big and, time. and, and, and it's a kind of racism that I don't know that even at the worst of segregation, that black pe- was inflicted on black people.
4: Hang on. Whoa. Let, me, let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. finish, that okay. one. <laughs> let
1: me finish So it's, it's not in the sense of segregation. You can't live here. You can't do this. You can't have. You can't. We're not going to hire you. But it's a the, the racism against white people is you are inherently a morally bad person because you're white.
4: And, and, and,
3: and I don't, and I,
1: and I, and don't know that that was, that was I, 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 I may be wrong, but I don't know that that was ever done at the worst of the Jim Crow Democrat segregation, that that was ever done to black Greg, people. Let me let me get a, me get a, a word person. in here.
4: Let me get a word in here. Go ahead. Greg, Greg. There, There is no comparison. With all due respect, I don't agree with what's happening to the, particularly the white American male. I think it's atrocious. I think it's wrong. Uh, But there's no comparison between the sojourn, the, the, the journey of the black American to be compared to what's happening to white America today. Yeah, it's wrong. And there have been some acts of violence that have been, you know, sporadic acts of violence that have happened to whites in this new era. And those are wrong, too. But what was happening to black America when racism was actually flowing the other way, that was that was a whole different uh, horse, Greg. They're, they're two different things. Um, I'm with you when when you say that, you know, this is turning opposite and, and, and harming the white race. My attitude about that is this. There's a difference between equality and revenge. And unfortunately, it looks like the, some Pied Pipers, Barack Obama being one of them, they're using race as a cudgel, and they're, they're cloaking revenge to look like some form of fairness and equality, and that's wrong.
1: Yes. Now, yeah, I don't. I'm not minimizing the Democrat Party imposed segregation and racism, but I, I think there's a different aspect of it. Was my point is that. The, the the gist of it now is that white people are inherently morally bad, because they're yeah. white. And I think I think I think that I think that aspect of it is unique. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsors. And, um, then we'll come back, we'll come back to our discussion after this one. We'll hear from Ed Hoffman again of United American Mortgage. And also this half is sponsored by attorney Gregory W. Britton, who practices business and real property law. And you can reach him at 909-335-7335. 909-335-7335. Back after this.
3: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. And click on the United American Mortgage logo.
0: Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942, United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590. The answer.
1: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. I'm very pleased to have on the show this week uh, Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn, a moniker he picked up when growing up in the South Side of Chicago. He was practically the only Republican in the area and... Interesting, and to his credit, that he was able to discern, even at a young age, that the Democrat Party was not serving the interests of people who uh, who lived in that area, and even more so that he had the courage to stand up and say that, because the vast majority of people do not stand up, but go along to get along. Before we left, I was going to mention some polling data, and this is um, uh, is. The percentage of people. This is from Pew from 2022. The percentage of, the, of who say the following should be a factor in college admission decisions: uh, race or ethnicity. Seventy-four percent say it should not be a factor. Gender. Eighty-two percent say it should not be a factor at all. In California, they had proposition. 209, and that was passed in the 1990s. And that said, the state shall not discriminate or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin. And in 2020, the Democrats put Prop 16 on the California ballot. And even in liberal California, Prop 16 would have reversed that and allowed racial and gender preferences. The Voters turned that down in 2020 by a larger percentage than originally passed Prop 209, despite the fact that since the 1990s, the percentage of white people in California has gone down and the percentage of the, quote, minorities, unquote, has gone up. So the people, I think, are still there. It's just the leadership across all these institutions is determined to uh reinstitute and undermine Martin Luther King's dream, and and really, and instead of not judging on the color of your skin, judging people on the color of their skin. I know you wanted to get in about Obama and some other things, so your turn.
4: Okay, thanks, Greg. Yeah, yeah these statistics that you're, you're you're speaking on they're absolutely stunning. Uh, we are headed down a wrong path, but that's the point. If you get sick, if there's a pathogen, if there's a virus, you have to go back to patient zero to try to get an antidote or a cure for it. Well, in our case, our patient zero is Barack Hussein Obama. In the year 2007, when he was running for president, being the young man from the south side of Chicago that I am and having that spirit of discernment, I told people in 2007, I said, you better not elect this man not one time. And I dubbed him at that point, Greg, the Sardinian swordsman to America. People about fell out their chair. They're like, boy, you crazy. Why are you calling that man that? I'm like, you'll see. You'll see. Well, now it's the year 2024. I dubbed Obama the Sardinian swordsman to America. How you like me now?
1: Um, I think... Obama certainly made made race relations worse and I think deliberately so, weighing into you know, almost every 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 racial controversy that came up you know, immediately jumped into it uh right from the first you know there was like an encounter with where a um a neighbor saw a man breaking into a home called the police the police come out, and the guy and the, you know the guy said i'm i sorry mouthing off to the police and he was the owner and of the, of the house, but he wouldn't you know. If he'd just shown him some ID, okay, thank you very much, sir. Because um, the neighbor did what he, what he should have done. The police did what he should have done, and Obama immediately weighed in, said, I don't know the facts, but the officer acted
4: stupidly. Yeah, and then offered him a can of beer. Yes. And then they, they had that
1: famous, <laughs> they, they had that famous, uh, that famous or infamous beer summit with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, the black professor and the, uh, and the white police officer. But it
4: was, it was, Extremely it, was on,
1: you know, it, it was, you know, the, um, I forget the man's, the young man's name. It was the off, it was in, um, I think it was Ohio, someplace back in that area. He charged the police officer, tried to take his gun. The officer shot him and that immediately, and that began, immediately took the side of, the of, the, the without getting the facts program without program getting program. the facts and the facts showed that the exactly what happened is this man, is this um person char at first slugged the police officer and tried to take his gun and then charged him and the officer yeah, and it was called, much and, and and was was larger and than all the, all
4: the officer.
1: You shot him and and but, but that that became the whole hands up don't shoot when that never happened.
4: That's true, yeah, yeah I know it's case' time. So I'm trying to remember his name too, you know, but I, I did say in that particular case, I think it was Ferguson, but uh, I said in that particular case, if that young man had done exactly the same thing to me when I was a peace officer, I would have shot him too
1: yeah uh, yeah you know, there's' you know, just something you know that you know if you slug a police officer and try to take his gun, they just get so cranky about that,
4: <laughs> yeah, it don't go over too well, trust me, yeah. It does. <laughs>
1: Okay. And of course, California is not giving up. They had, there's a, there's a new constitutional, um, state constitutional amendment pending in the legislature that would again try to undo proposition 209 and reinstate government racial preferences. But this one, they're trying to be sneakier about it and say, well, if, 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 if there's evidence, if it's evidence based, then we can do it. So in other words, under this, under this amendment, all they have to do is find some leftist a liberal professor to write a study that says this uh, that racial preferences will help the objects of the racial preferences, then they can do it again, and they're right back at it. They never give up, and uh, it is hopefully. Hopefully the, hopefully, the voters if it makes it to the ballot, hopefully the voters will see through it and reject it just like they did with Prop 16.
4: You know, Greg, this is all part of a plan. I, I must admit. Our enemy, whether it be the leftists, the socialists, the Marxists, the Nazis, whoever you want to call them, whatever the name is, they are some pretty smart, some of them are guns. They, they play a game of almost a 20 year ahead of us type of game. Everything that we see happening right now is to set forth the framework to dissolve America. What, what, what holds us together is our uniqueness and our different, in our diversities. So what do they do? They attack diversity. They attack an icon of diversity, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. They're attacking his memory now because they need to create a new framework. This is no different than taking a rope, tying it around the statue, and tearing it down. No different than they did the 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 statues of the uh, southern generals, so forth and so on, and then erected statues of George Floyd. This is all part of a greater plan in America. You better listen to Greg. You better listen to other people that aren't talking that stuff. We need to unify, baby, unify. We need to organize, baby, organize and stay strong and resilient because President Trump is going to do his part. He's coming back, but it will not be easy. We can celebrate the night that he wins. And after that, we got to roll up our sleeves.
1: Yes. Our tribe needs to be America and Americans our colors need to be red, white and blue and that's how that's how we preserve a country and keep it uh, both free prosperous and together um in our last in our last little segment here uh I'm every opportunity I have to uh promote a new initiative that's out for circulation that is protect kids and this initiative will do three things it will Prevent schools from, the government run schools from keeping secrets from parents about when they confuse the children at school and the children wants, the boy thinks he wants to be a girl or a girl thinks he wants to be a boy. They can't keep that secret from parents. It will protect girls' sports and their locker rooms and restrooms. So girls in the girls' rooms, boys in the boys' rooms, and girls get to... Compete in sports fairly and not against boys who have inherently and they're stronger, faster, greater endurance um, and deprive girls of their, of athletic opportunities and lastly, it will protect kids from being chemically and surgically sterilized, mutilated and castrated. Uh, The the polling shows in California that even liberal California, all those are poll into the high 60s, if not the 70s. And if it gets on the ballot, they should win. And we don't have the money for this, but you can go to the website, protectkidsca.com. That is protectkidsca.com. You can download the petition, print it out, sign it, mail it back in, and we can get this on the ballot. And this is just another example of things you could you would never have imagined five, or certainly not ten, probably even five years ago. The, oh, guess what? We're, we're going to encourage children to uh girls to cut off their breasts and boys and girls to cut off their private parts and think they the one can become the other. Um and their slippery slope has no bottom, but we have a chance to get off the slippery slope by getting this petition on the ballot. So again, that's protect kidsca.com, and just one more way in which we can fulfill the obligations of our most important political office, that of the private citizen. We're out of time. Uh, Kenny, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and everything you're doing for the cause, and we will definitely have you back, and as always, tune in next week for another exciting
0: edition of Unite, IE Radio. AM 590, The Answer.